Hey, everybody. Welcome to the second episode of Christianese. Dan Satchoff and Jared here. Hey, want to set up the episode uh, talking about what we're doing and not doing in this episode. In this episode, we are interviewing our friend Brian, learning more about his worldview. Uh, the goal is not to answer all his objections, but just to have a conversation with him. A lot of times Christians talk about agnostics and atheists and people of other faith rather than talking to them. And so today we're talking to Brian. So don't let your evangelical blood boil that we don't answer all the questions. This is a long conversation that we're having. Enjoy. From the dry hills of Santa Clarita, California, it's time for America's least listened to podcast. It's Christianese with your blessing-filled hosts, Jared Burkholder and Dan Satchoff. Welcome to Christianese, the show where two Christians and an agnostic expose hypocrisy, search for meaning, and talk about life. Dan Satchoff here. Hello, Jared Burkholder. Hello, Dan Satchoff. Such a blessing to be here. <laughs> I have so many Christianese phrases I want to share, but first, yes. we have a very special not guest regular with us here today. Ooh, not guest. Not guest. Not guest. I was going to say guest, but that is the wrong thing to say. No, yep. I mean, I'm still technically a guest in the house. I'm sorry. I'm That's sorry. True. At the studio. Studio. Well, yeah. The yeah. studio, Brian. <laughs> I love not getting get my lot passed, my drive on <laughs> yeah. to get to the. Wasn't that Did great? the guard give you a hard time at the gate, Brian? I think the green room snacks are my favorite part. Yeah. Does wow. anybody a hard time at any gate at a studio? Uh, gate? I've had that happen. I had a strip really? search. Yes. Oh, strip search. Okay. Yep. But that Cavity was the 70s. search. It was a different right. time. It was, it was an episode of Kojak. Yeah. <laughs> hey, all the millennials just tuned out. And we're What's gone. What's that? Thank you. I've never been to a studio set, so I don't know. I'm sure I would get roughed up a little oh, bit. We got to do that. We got to get him to a studio set, right? That'd be something. That'd be something. Right, Pastor? That'd be, that'd be great. I tell you what, though, if you come to Grace, the guards are going to rough you up. Okay. They're going to get right. roughed up. I mean, listen, yeah. let's bring it back. Yep. Let's That's it. Places. Brian Irwin, thank you. Uh, thanks for joining us. We referenced you a lot last time, so I hope your ears were burning. Uh, they were. Tingling. Yeah, yeah tingling. They yeah. were. Yeah. Uh, but I went and saw the doctor, and he took care of that. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Brian and I... Don't, tick, don't pick your ears, ladies and gentlemen, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, because it could cause a scab. Yeah. Could, right? I don't know. I was making all that <laughs> stuff up. It was actually pretty bad improv. So let's just move on with the show. Yes, and I don't, Brian. I don't know where to go here, so I'm going to let you guys dig yeah, yourselves out. There was out. nowhere to go. You actually did the right thing in that improv. I just froze. I froze. You stepped out of the truth. You stepped out of the truth for a second. There will be some freeze tags later you, you, on. Uh, yeah. You ripped off your Hawaiian shirt and said, I'm not in this one. I'm guys. not doing this do improv. I am not, not wearing a Hawaiian shirt anymore. Brian Irwin, stand-up com comedy uh, comedian extraordinaire. We met uh, how long ago? Probably, what, 18 years ago? Uh, 15 years I ago? I did not have kids. Uh, right? Uh, you had very had one. young, small children. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, Jared, I don't know if you know this or not, but Dan I don't. Uh, is a costumer. Uh, he, he and I also have <laughs> a fascination with puppets, but he's also a costumer. Oh, uh, here it comes. Is that a real show. term? Uh, no, for no. him it is. Okay. I, there's a lot of, he's a rapper, an artist, a costumer. I, get, I, I label him a lot. Um, but he's, he's bearded right now, so there's here a lot of things. Here it comes. Right? Oh, no. But, Why did um, we invite Brian again? I can't remember. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm enjoying all of this. It's good. Yeah, <laughs> Let's so, just but, do this for an hour. <laughs> uh, in the early days of my comedy uh, career, I was running a show at the Belly Room at the Comedy Store, and, and uh, another good friend of mine, uh, Peter Sprite, another comedian, great guy, uh, he and I were running the show, and I think he, he, must, he knew Dan somehow or another and would book Dan on the show, but the problem is Dan is also very method in his comedy, which means he comes <laughs> oh, to God. events. If he's going to do a character, right. he comes <sighs> in character. Yeah. Do so you really? Dan, I didn't yes. know this. Yeah, so he used to do this character. Like out of the car, in the parking lot, <laughs> you're the guy. Well, I don't know when he changed it, but here's the thing. So he would do these shows, but he would already be in the room, and he was dressed as his character <laughs> named The Dude. And so he had a 1970s wig and a mustache and big sideburns and like, you know, 70s clothes <laughs> on, right? And he would go up and he would do his set, and he would come off, and he would still talk like that guy whatever and i'd be like this guy's funny no idea who he is because he didn't he doesn't he's not even dan he's the dude he's like, the that dude was yeah it. he was a character right <laughs> soft and, talking with a rap so sweet the ladies they call me the candy rapper there it the is dude. thank you <laughs> and he stayed for whatever reason he would That's stay phenomenal. like that the whole time he was there and then he would just disappear which turns out now that i have kids uh, adults disappear like parents right. disappear like right. it's over <laughs> to it's go over. home gotta yeah go. right have your fun gotta go home yeah now, right? 
Did yeah. you come home as the dude? No, I changed in the car. Yeah. I changed in the car. I think it'd be fun if you came home and put your kids to bed as the dude. <laughs> yeah. like, where's well, dad? I have yeah. pictures he's of not me here anymore. Danny as the dude, and he's just looking at the camera like, who is this? Right. Yeah, it was odd, but it was fun. Yeah, was good so long, long story even longer, at some point we were doing another show uh, outside the comedy store, and... Um, Dan, for whatever reason, after we were on the show together, dude did his dude thing. Yeah. And after the show, uh, without his wig and mustache on, comes over and starts talking to me. <laughs> like we know each other. Right. Like we have ever been in each other's presence before. And he's talking to me about this ridiculous thing that I had created a long time ago called the Sausage Quarterly, which is a true newspaper for Jody Maroney's Sausage Factory. And I thought... How hilarious was it called? The Sausage Quarterly. And it was literally a newsletter about sausages. And I was like, who? And this was like for the general population. When you yeah. went there, it was like, you guys want a sausage quarterly? Like, no. That's who's, the greatest thing I've ever heard. I don't, don't reading just up Jody on Maroney's, sausages that much? Honey, did you quarterly. see this? There's a new Venus schnitzel. Does it still exist? It was at Universal Studios. I don't know if they still have. I don't know. I've been Jody Maroney's. Yeah, I haven't either. Go ahead. Continue. No, no. Yeah. Anyway, so I, I took that name and I turned it into a satire newsletter about the stupidity of men called the Sausage Quarterly. <laughs> and awesome. I, I don't remember how you saw one, or maybe I used to distribute they were them at out. the show. We were doing a job at the Cat Club or a gig at the Cat Club, and, and they I was were out. out. Yeah, and I was reading, and I was like, this is hilarious. Yeah, so he starts talking to me about it. And I was That's like, awesome. thanks, thanks, strange man. Yeah. And he's talking to me. I didn't have the mustache on or anything. No, and yeah. I'm looking at him, and I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute. And finally, I had to say something like, do we know each other? And he's like... <laughs> Yeah, I'm Dan. I'm like, okay, Dan. I yeah. do. We, and he's like, we do comedy together. I'm like, we do. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm the dude. I'm like, oh my god! Like literally, <laughs> I had no idea who the hell I was talking to. <laughs> but to me, that's the yeah. greatest way. Yeah. Like to me, that's the greatest way to meet somebody, right? Yeah. It's like you know, yeah. it, 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 yeah. let it be a little bit weird. Yeah, figure it out, and then be like, all right. No, well, he we, does we that were... at church because we lead a class together. <laughs> so he'll come in as the dude, <laughs> he introduce himself, and then come back. Oh he my yeah. gosh! But that and that and that started yeah. our long, long, long term yeah. relationship. He's been my parenting mentor. Oh for sure, years. Yeah, oh, I, I, I feel I, bad about that. He bro. shares all his failures, so I know where to start. <laughs> you know, he puts the right. bar so low. So low. <laughs> as at a least dad. I'm not yeah. Dan. <laughs> There's been plenty of those, my friend. Failures. So you guys have known each other for how many years now? Then. Well, that had to be. Again, if I didn't have kids, we're probably talking about 2001, 2002, somewhere around there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because it was before I met my wife. I mean, it was yep. er, it was a little bit of everything. So yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. as far as how I gauge where, where it was. But yeah, we've known it for a long time. Yep. We, we've worked in a lot of projects together, had a lot of yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, and it's just been a really good relationship. And there's very few people, actually, from, you know, especially living in Los Angeles where it's so transient, like mm. people leave yeah. constantly. Yeah. He's one of the few people. Um, I reference Peter Sprite and another. there's another yeah. guy, Patrick. There's very few people from that time. It's weird how yeah. your friends just disappear. Yeah. What was interesting about all those guys, too, when I started at the comedy store, like I'd come out of the Groundlings, so I got cut out of the Groundlings program, so I didn't know. I wanted to perform somehow, and I didn't know what to do, so I thought, well, I'll take character-based stuff and do it a la Andy Kaufman. Again, we just, I think we probably lost all the millennials with that reference. But uh, Didn't Jim Carrey make a movie about him? Yeah, yeah. there you yeah. go, man. There you go. Very good. Back. Thank you. All right, there we go, Vince. So anyway, he would when he started comedy, he would go in in character and do that. And to me, that was the fun of it, is even if it didn't go well for the night, to mess with the audience a little right. bit. So these guys were so cool, though, because as a as a as for stand-ups, if you're coming in in costume or you're doing something with a prop or whatever, you're immediately Gallagher. You're immediately Carrot Top. You're a prop comic, and they turn their back, and they're like, they went, well, Brian and Peter and Patrick and those guys were all so kind, and they booked me, and they got what I did. Mm. And otherwise, it's impossible to get in because nobody will book you, especially when you're starting. So, yeah. it's, so it was really great, and those guys paved the way for me to have a place to perform live since I didn't have that opportunity more at the Groundling. So it was it was great. Was cool. Yeah, so we met on a, a creative level, but I, we bonded more on a... I think we're both, even though you're not Midwestern, I'm Midwestern from Wisconsin, Dan's from Colorado, but mm -hmm. I think there's there's some there's some commonology there. You can go ahead and use that one. Commonology. I, just, nice. I don't know what. I think that's the secular Trademark. buzzword of the week. Yeah. Right I now. Just, uh, I'm a little bit of a uh, poor man's wordsmith. I just make things up because I don't know the real word to use in the moment. Did you, did you so have I just, a word section in the sausage quarterly that you would put in there? No, but I guess I should have. You should have, yeah. I look at it. Yeah, no, it, it comes from my uh, my ignorance, uh, lack of studying in, in high school, <laughs> and where I, I don't know the right word to use. Like, I never had a word of it. 
word of the day uh, yeah. calendar. Yeah. So I just make them up and hope that no one, if you say it with enough conviction, I was just going to say, Connor, if you do anything with enough conviction, other people are like, wow, yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. So anyway, that's uh, uh, Dan and I just kind of bonded on that level and we've just always gotten along and uh, and he's and he, and he likes my parents and that really matters to me. If you don't like my parents, you're not in my His parents my are absolutely the best people. <laughs> that's awesome. They're so are they, they still live in Wisconsin? They, they do. They live in northern Wisconsin. That's awesome. Your dad's a Navy man. He is. I was in the Navy. He gets oh, his his uh, uh, grandchildren watched that. Uh, there's we used to do this little puppet show called Policeman versus Fireman on YouTube. On YouTube, and I've, I've seen got it. Mil- have you seen it? Yeah, yeah. We, so we put I my Googled parents you. in one of them. And, I googled uh, you too. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we both, yeah, we put my parents in one of them, and my um, nieces and nephews, uh, their their grandchildren. To, to quote that all the time. That's them. awesome. That's because awesome. They, they went on a character, right? Yeah. The, your, yeah. your traditional yeah, yeah. grandma and grandpa or nana papa, they don't, yeah. they don't do YouTube videos right. no with puppets. My grandma doesn't even know how to get to YouTube. Things, yeah, yeah. You know? Well, no, your, so pro, awesome. your folks were great too because they played it completely straight. Yeah. And they were so, I mean, they were <laughs> brilliant in this, in the, the one we did with them. It was just, it was fantastic. But what's interesting about Brian and my relationship is that, like, when I first knew Brian, I, because I didn't understand my faith until I was in my 30s. So it was a, it's been a gradual process because I didn't grow up in church. So it's been a gradual process of me understanding and learning about it. And Brian and I have had a lot of things in our lives where, we will we'll talk about those things and even though Brian is I, would you consider yourself an agnostic I guess I don't know yes yes uh, we have had a lot of times where there have been intersections between, you know, we've had good conversations, and Brian is somebody that I can, we can have a discussion about whether it's faith or politics or whatever, and what this whole podcast is trying to do is is get to the point where we can agree to disagree on things, but we can talk honestly, and you're, you've always been very honest about that kind of stuff, so we can, we can share things. I'll tell you a funny story. So at Grace, when David Haig first came in, that's the church that I, I attend, he, he was big into talking about, hey, share your faith with people. And so the first few weeks, he was like, hey, pick somebody you want to pray for. So pray for this person for a while. So I was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to pray for my buddy Brian Irwin. So I had no idea where this was going to lead. So eventually it leads to one week. He's like, hey, that person you've been praying for, why don't you ask him if there's anything you can pray for them about? And I'm like, are you? And, And I've never, I mean, totally out of my comfort zone. So one time I was on the phone with Brian. I'm driving on the road. And we're having this great conversation about something about a project we're doing or something. And at the very end, I'm like, oh, "Hey, um, so, <laughs> Ryan, is there anything? Uh, is there anything I can pray for you about?" Silence. Beat. Beat. <laughs> hey, man, are you in a twelve step program or something? Because <laughs> uh, you know what's going on. And I was like, "No, no, no. I just my pastors." And Brian was actually able then to say, "Hey, you know what? I do have something." And 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 he was he was honest enough to like to still joke about it, but he was honest enough to say, "Hey, yeah, you you could do this," even though he doesn't necessarily subscribe to that. And we did a podcast one time with your buddy Mark mm-hmm. about about faith issues, and it was really good because we could have some honesty, but it wasn't super contentious, but it was still honest and truthful. Does that make sense? Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I think to insert myself because I'm a narcissist. I met Brian. Well, thanks for coming in, everybody. Why should uh, you well, be any different than the rest yeah. of us? Yeah. I right. thought this is this show is called Jared Listens. Yes. <laughs> no, not in my mind. <laughs> oh, okay. Everybody else listens to Jared pontificate, <laughs> which happens every day. Uh, I got to meet Brian what two months ago? Yes. Two months ago, something like that. And the conversation that we had, which we talked about in the last episode, you should go listen to it. If this, uh, yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> Hi. We talked about. Um, how to have that kind of conversation in the public square in a way that that is benevolent and amicable, but yeah, doesn't shy away from things. And how do we how do we bring in different perspectives? From my vantage point, I've been in the Christian bubble for most of my life. Mm-hmm. So literally, Brian, I've read books and blog posts, and I've written papers on agnostics. I've not talked to a lot of them, which is really ridiculous. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and I think that can be true sometimes of how people view Christians, right? They've seen them caricatured and portrayed in TV and things like that, lampooned sometimes. And certainly there are plenty of things to lampoon. In fact, we need yes. to check our voicemail here soon. But yep. um, I, I think to actually have an honest conversation and show, here's some things we actually don't believe as Christians, and here's some things you don't believe in as, as an agnostic. And to be able to have that kind of honest, sincere conversation, and hopefully have it not just among us three, but with other people as well. Yeah, and I think Brian, ha- Brian having his viewpoint is going to be 
really crucial to like calling us like you know just the title of this which we talked about Christianese which is jargon Christian jargon that we end up using that does not that it's necessarily bad and it does usually come from somewhere and has a meaning but if you repeat it too much and it you don't know what it's tied to and you repeat it in the wrong way and use it in the wrong way then it becomes jargon that somebody like you would be like what are you talking about I want to get to I mean? a, a Christianese phrase of the week here okay, we're going to well, get yeah. more to um to your worldview and really dig into your soul here soon. But <coughs> I was thinking, I think this is a genre of Christianese. Yes. Christian swear words, right? Oh, yeah. So Let's it's really, it. you know, for those who haven't grown up in the Christian community, it's like watching snakes on a plane when they dub the scene, right? <laughs> so if you've ever seen that scene yes. where um, Samuel Jackson, right, just yeah. uses a lot of different phrases. So one of my favorites that, that often comes from the homeschooling community is instead of saying another epithet, you would exclaim, Cheese and crackers, and like that's their thing. Like they're really upset. Like they're miffed. And they just yeah. stub their toe, and like, yeah. oh, cheese and crackers. I just yeah. Whereas the intention underneath, you know exactly what the intention is. Yeah. That somebody is basically saying the f word. Yeah. Go figure. But yeah. with you know a, yeah. a staple snack, that's pretty jealous. I got you. Okay. My uh, <laughs> yeah. mine this week is uh, I came across this too blessed to be stressed. Is that a thing? Yeah. That that's sounds a like thing. a mug. Yeah. Well, that doesn't. How do you even get angry when you say that? Like that's right. just too much. Hey, man, I'm too blessed to be stressed, bro. And then you go punch a wall. Yeah, exactly. Or that sounds like the kind of person that's just smoking weed on their lunch break. I don't know, (laughs) man. It's legal. too blessed to be stressed. That's right. These mother trucking snakes on this mother trucking this Monday to Friday plane. Oh, yeah, Monday. Yeah, right, right, yeah. Yeah, you don't, don't worry about it. My kids are uh, 12 and um, and 10, and I hear them in their other room uh, every once in a while. What the flip? And I'm like, guys, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and stop you right here because we all know what's going on here, okay? So, yeah, we can we can start with the, with, the, with the proper letter up front and then change whatever we want. We all know exactly what toe you're dipping in the water here, yeah. okay? Yeah, yeah. And I, and I learned that, if I may, uh, I remember okay. when I was working uh, at a, this, this is really old school, we may lose a few more listeners. It's all right. Why, why should now be any different? Yeah. I used to be a sales guy at a CD manufacturing place in Milwaukee. Oh, compact CD, discs? Compact discs, that's right. They were very compact, and they were discs. <laughs> oh, um, man. And so uh, our boss one day called a meeting because people were swearing too much on the job. And he was like, look, every once in a while, we're bringing in customers. Yeah. So we got to drop you know, all the swearing. And... Um, and one of the guys is like, yeah, but you know, things sometimes it gets frustrating. We want to be able to like get it out so we can go back to work. And I was like, I have, I have a suggestion. And he's like, what is that? I go, well, let's just replace all the swear words with like the word Disney. <laughs> and then that way, like no one's swearing and everybody loves Disney. So whenever you want to say like an F bomb, you just say, ah, uh, son of a Disney or you know, whatever, <laughs> like whatever it is you want to say. And he's like, all right, that's fine. A week later, he's like, emergency meeting. He's like, I never want to hear the word Disney in the office again. And I was, and that's when I learned it doesn't matter what the word is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. A thousand Disney's a day. <laughs> yeah. Go figure. Oh that's my God. So we can dance around these issues of words and semantics oh, sure. forever, but it's just like we'll always, human nature will always find a way right, oh, yeah. to accomplish the same goal. Yeah. Right? Yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah, saying. yeah. Right. And it's funny, you know, I, I grew up out of the country, so I know how to swear in at least two languages, maybe three sometimes. Um, but it's funny just to see, like, it's always an intention thing, right? Like, what makes a word bad is just that we all collectively agree that we right. don't say that word. Right. right. The hard intention behind it. You can say cheese and crackers or something much more serious, and the hard intention's the same. It's yeah. funny. Yeah, and it becomes about yeah, what's what's the intention behind that, and you you lose sight of that, and it's all about the external, which is another thing we want to talk about here is you know it's it's well I'm going to do this and this and check off this box, and then that's right. what makes me a Christian. A lot of times I think that's what you've seen in conversations that you and I have had, Brian, in terms of it's a very external kind of uh, thing sometimes that you've viewed in Christianity, and then sometimes, which is, you know, it's, we're people, and so we're, we're fallen, we're broken people that we would, where Jared and I would assume, you know, take that, that point of view. So why would we not, uh, you know, why would we not have, be hypocritic sometimes, you know, hypocritical right. in our views? And that, that's a turnoff for, you know, a lot of people. So this way, hopefully, we can have some of these honest conversations. Did you just make that word up, a hypocritic? Yeah, I think I did. I think I, I pretty much made that two, up. Okay, I, I no, probably pressure's sh- on me to think of a word I can make I up I think here. we almost <laughs> have to have, like a, uh, you know, like a swear jar. Every time a new word is formed, there needs to be, like, some jar? money goes in a jar. See how much money you We're going to Cozumel on that fund. <laughs> yes. We're going to fill that up pretty quick. Do a live stream from Cozumel. <laughs> that would be great. That sounds great. 
If you would like to sponsor our podcast, please contact me. At <laughs> Welcome to Patreon. <laughs> Try to send us to Cozumel, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. I don't even know what Patreon is. It just sounds like people with swords. Yeah. That's no, what it is. It is. That's you pretty know? much yeah. what it is. That's what yeah. it is. No, it's it's awesome. Patreon. We need to have a whole show about Patreon. Okay. I, I bet, hey, if they want to sponsor the podcast. Yes. I always love listening yeah. to a podcast when like they talk about their sponsors so many times. Oh, yeah. I stop listening. Speaking of which... <laughs> <laughs> I love A&W Root Beer. Everybody. <laughs> right. no, I wish they were. Um, you know, Campbell's Soup is really great. When I'm feeling down, I like a fresh bowl of... <clears throat> That's right. So let's talk more about Brian's worldview, but before we yeah. do that, do we need to check the voicemail? Yeah, do we, we have should any? probably... Let's check check the voicemail and just see... Uh, I'm not even sure if anybody's called in this week or not. Well, I mean, last week was a doozy, so... Yeah. Yeah, it was fundamentalist, Phil, I think. Let's let's take a listen and see. Here we go. Did it... Uh, did it beep? Thought I heard thought I heard a beep. Anyway, hi, uh, this is Gaia, and uh, yeah, look, I heard your podcast while I was driving home from a hot yoga, and I just I have a question for you. I am not sure why you need faith in in God to help you uh, reach a peaceful state. I mean, honestly, all I need are crystals and some essential oils to uh, you know to find meaning and peace. Honestly, uh, in fact, right now I'm diffusing lavender in my Prius. And I am, I am one with the world. So, uh, hey, Jack, keep, no, keep it on the road, you stupid son. You, yeah, I'm talking to you. Yeah, drive it or park it, you stupid ass. Yeah, you, you, you have no idea who you're messing with, pal. Look, my aura is no, no, my aura is bright red right now. I will open up a can of visualization on your so quick it'll make your, your head spin. You stupid. All right. Yep. There it is. There's that. Yep. Jared. There is that. Take it away, my Brian. Friend. Yeah. I'm interested in you <laughs> as a person. Um, can you tell me a little bit about your background? You grew up in the Midwest. Did you grow up in a, a religious faith or a, a household of faith? Like, kind of t- walk me through what. Well, let me put um, you on the couch and tell me about your childhood, Brian. No, I well, I, you know, it's funny when people when you ask that question, I would deem that as. Christian, when people say faith. I grew up in a Catholic household, and I think you know exactly where I'm going with that. It's Mm -hmm. just like, to me, uh, Catholicism is very loosey-goosey. Like, it's it's nine times out of ten, when you meet other Catholics, you have no idea whether they go to church or... There may be a couple Mother Marys in the house every once in a while that haven't been hit by a kid's baseball inside the house or whatever that's not broken, (laughs) right? But it's not like it's not overt, right? It's yeah. not so. They, so I grew up in that kind of world. Um, started. Uh, I was born in Illinois, in Glenview, Home of Craft. Uh, it's our sponsor, mm. and then um, <laughs> and then moved to Racine, Wisconsin, which is just short of of Milwaukee. And my parents were very involved in the Catholic Church when I was a kid, youngest of seven. So I was conceived on fumes. I was the last one, <laughs> uh, and. Um, Wait, hold on. You said that so fast. It took me a while to catch up. You're the youngest of seven. I'm the youngest of seven, yeah. Wow, wow. It was like Walton Mountain. Was yeah, there exactly. any food left just, for huh? you when the, uh, when the plate came around? No. Yeah. No, but I made up for it years later. <laughs> <laughs> I made up for it. Yeah, no, there was definitely fights around the table. Uh, yeah, there's 13 years between the oldest and myself. Wow. Um, but, you know, for me, uh, the long and the short of it is my family was very dedicated to the Catholic Church and helping out and subscribing to one very simple theory. was we didn't, we didn't read the Bible at the house. We didn't talk about the Bible at the house. We would go to midnight mass. We did all the typical Catholic stuff, right? Church on Sundays, um, church on holidays. That was pretty much the But like every, every Sunday, every week? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. For, until, until the church... And this is again. This is from a, a child, a child's point of view. The Boy Scouts was also run through the church. Mm. That was where we did a lot of that stuff, and it was my first experience into hypocrisy mm. and politics of church. And when you are raised, you're raised to just be a good person. That's it. Like if you were to break everything else down, just be a good person. And I started seeing. Um, how my parents were being treated by other people 
It's almost like the same way I would describe the PTA. It's like you get all you get you get a select group of people together, and they start getting a little bit too self righteous. They believe they're better than the silent majority of the school that they vol- that they volunteer to take care of. <laughs> they all of a sudden get a little bit self righteous and arrogant about that. And you know the because PTA because I'm the PTA president. Two he is, times I'm not over. kidding. He is the president of his PTA. Pretty much Oof. crushing it left and right. You guys. <laughs> um, but, 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 but to go back to that, my, we are not involved. No, no, my parents and myself are no longer involved in the church, which I'll get back to in a second. But what I, what I never stopped doing, which is what was instilled in me by my parents, was to always be a volunteer, always help out when help is needed, always be a good person. Uh-huh. Those values never went away, right? They just stopped going to the house of worship because it just started getting gross. It started, people just started behaving gross yep. and arrogantly. Was there one particular event that kind of made that break? Or was you know, it kind of I don't know. Thing? I just kind of remember the frustrations. Uh, and again, this is, I'm a child. Right. But I just remember the slow burning frustrations of like, what is, what is going on here? Like, where, why are people behaving this way? Like, and eventually they're just like done with it. Yeah. You know, my parents um, uh, were also very progressive for their time. Um, you know, you, you, we're talking about, you know, the fifties, the sixties, even a portion of the seventies in the Midwest where yeah. like African-Americans coming around, people were like, nope, not going to happen. My parents are like, are you kidding me right now? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like they were like, absolutely yeah. not. They, they knew what side to take. Yeah. And it's those types of things that I think really, I don't want to say question that they, cause they eventually, there was other things that happened in my family that caused them to question their faith, um, later on. Um, but but as far as actually attending and being very active uh, with the church and and making church and God and the Bible a driving force in our lives, that went away uh, via the Catholic Church. Who, you know, as time went on, had their own set of problems. I haven't heard sure. really something went on with the Catholic Church. I've um, not. So past huh, that, right. um, the they, only other they don't stuff, have they didn't use gluten free wafers. That's what <laughs> I got you. That okay. was the problem. Yeah, now it. during that time, I will tell you that I was probably more of an atheist. And I describe atheism, which is why I'm, I'm an agnostic. What I would say I'm an agnostic now mm-hmm. is I look at um, people who are hardcore atheists the same way people are hardcore Christians. They're all way too angry about stuff, and I don't. And there's no need to me when you when you swing so far, yeah. everything upsets you. Yeah. Everything because yeah. it's not according to your worldview, and you you you. It's like as Cheryl Crow said. If it makes you happy, why are you so sad? So I, <laughs> oh gosh, I, wow, that's I don't, deep, Brian. Right, thank you, thank I think you. That's in the I, Old Testament, the Book of Cheryl Crow. Right. <laughs> Cheryl Crow, fifteen six. I just did my devos in that book this very morning. Uh, your devos, excellent. Yeah. yeah. No, oh, I, I think uh, from a Christian perspective, you know, uh, this sometimes pejoratively say that atheists think there is no God and I hate him, kind of thing, right? Right. There really, there's this this vitriol. Yeah, it. But, but it doesn't serve any purpose. At the end of the day, it's like, and but again, for me, that was just part of my journey. Like yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah. I experimented with it. And um, without getting into it, because I don't want to drag anybody in, and Dan's very familiar with this, um, my my household um, became very broken and very splintered. Um, There are family members that we no longer talk to, and it was the classic phone calls of like, you're either with us or you're against us. We found Jesus. Goodbye. And that never healed within our house, our household. And that was where I was done. How old were you when that happened? I was a teenager by then. So, I mean, angry teen, right? Like. And, Prime that, time, and yeah. that was, yeah. And that was when I, I saw two times over, I watched a religion break the hearts of two beautiful, wonderful people and my parents. And look, mm. you know, nobody's perfect, okay? My parents have their faults like we all do, right? Yep. But it was at that moment where I was like, I don't get all this. I don't understand. Yeah. If, if this is religion, if this is what Christianity mm. is, to point fingers and, and cast spells upon people because they don't... They don't fit your narrative. Like, what is this all about? Like, that was my whole thing was like, what is this all about? So I just basically just put on blinders and was like, I was done with it. I never stopped being a good person, yeah. you know, with, with faults, of course. Yeah. But, you know, the more I got around it and the more the people within it behaved more hypocritical and continued to condemn others, I just, it, it just pushed me further and further away from it. And it wasn't until I started having legitimate conversations with Dan. And I think one of the things that, and Dan, and to Dan's credit, you know, he's, he doesn't, he has never worked me. What right. works for me is being who you are. 
That's what that to me that was, Dan was never coming in and going. How can I find a way to try to squeeze a little J dog in Brad guy's life? You know what I mean? Like he was not <laughs> J dog. If he had used the term J dog, would, right. oh. would that have done it? No, you know what I mean. You know, but you know what I mean? Like he yeah, there was, yeah, yeah, there was totally. nothing manipulative. As a matter of fact, it was and you, 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 it was years before I even knew that he was a Christian. Right. Years because he wasn't. Well, he was a dude, right? For a while, he behaved. He just behaved like a good human being, right? You know what I mean? Like yeah. he just behaved like a good human being. And I remember one of the times we actually talked, and and he had a and I and I really appreciated this about it because I had started sharing a lot of this stuff with him, and um, and I would bring up all these things. And one of the things Dan was like, you know, look, man, I don't under, I because I was like, I don't understand about all this money that gets puts into all these super churches and like all this stuff and it's money this money that and Dan's like you know it's funny like cuz um you know Jesus isn't a big fan of of having to have these big mega churches to worship him I was like <laughs> he's not Dan's like no I've actually I've actually had um you know kind of had church we go wherever and I was like really he goes yeah cuz that's what that's what Jesus you know that's what he stood for and I was like huh like like little moments like that and then it was like the end of the conversation but it was more like in passing it wasn't like the guys that corner you, and I've been cornered. <laughs> right. And, you know, in many places where yeah. they, they will not leave you alone until you commit to their... And I'm like, what, what is your problem? It's yeah, a little bit weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I know I was kind of all over the place, but, it, but no, all awful. that being said, um, and you know this because we've had a conversation, my, I've finally kind of come to a point in my life where I'm like, it, life is a journey. And if the first thing I did was realize that I am extremely hypocritical and I am not perfect and I do not know it all. And I think that a lot of that comes with age. You kind of have to live your life a little bit. You'll sure. understand when you're not 18 anymore, Jared. Right, but, but my exactly. point 15 is... 15 and a half, Brian. Well, okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but life is a journey yeah. and you should continue to desire to, to evolve, not just get set in one thing and be like, no, no. Because yeah. the only reason why I say that is, and this is just my personal opinion, everybody that I know that gets set in that way they don't yeah. look like they're very happy people because they right. don't bend at all. And as the world evolves around them, they get angrier and angrier. And I always say to them, but yeah. I thought you said you were doing everything right, so shouldn't right. you yeah. be happy? Right. Because yeah. you don't look happy to me. Right. Well, and I think right. part of it too, I <laughs> think part of it is you can still you can still have your truth and what, you know, you can cling to what what is true, but then you don't have to do it. The key word, what you said, is be angry about it. Because I think we all, myself included, like a lot of times, somebody will say something, and I'm like, yeah, how many times do I, have I you guys want to light somebody up on Facebook because they say something? And I know right now you're you're off of all social media, right, Brent? Uh, no, I'm, I'm back on because I had on? to promote a movie. But um, I'm, <laughs> oh, using it for our, I'm using it for all uh, the right reasons absolutely. now. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Jesus would approve of that for sure. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, Jesus, Jesus, has a whole, uh, is <laughs> Jesus has a whole chapter on Facebook? Yeah, on Snapchat. On social Snapchat. media. Yeah, so are you using it for Rodan and Fields and you're selling that or LaBelle yeah. or something yes. like that? Yeah, yes. exactly. I don't know what you just said, that's but why the answer is yes. That's why his complexion is so creamy. Right. Um, no, but it's, you know, I, I think uh, you can you can still speak truth to somebody. Like when we did that podcast with your buddy Mark and yeah. we were talking about parenting and I was talking about it from a Christian worldview and we had some tough questions come up. Like Mark was like, you mean to tell me, and this is really a tough moment because this is not what I do for a living. It's what, Jared, what you do for a living and you're much more equipped for it, I feel like, than I am a lot of times. Like, I, we've talked a lot of times and I'm like, I don't know. I don't have the answers, which is something that is great about our leadership team at our churches. They say, you can have conversation with people and not have to know everything. You know, you can... Well, nobody knows everything, right? I mean, right. It's just being real. It's right. not being hypocritical, like, yes, I do have all the answers. I'm 32, I, I yeah. have a master's degree, and I figured it all out. Thank you. Right. <laughs> so anything you need. But you can still, you can still right. speak truth and not get angry about it, and you can say, you know... But again, it gets back to that thing of we can agree to disagree, but you don't have to necessarily just say, well, I don't want to say anything to step on their toes. That's what we want here is we want honesty and be able to say, hey, we're not trying to close the deal, All any of us, at the end of 30 minutes, 40 minutes, however long we're going to do these podcasts for. 90 minutes. 90 no, I, minutes. I, I think I absolutely hear what you're saying, and I think I've grown up in various iterations of Christianity. And there's you know different flavors and genres, um, and so I've seen. I kind of grew up in the the very angry world, and I've seen a lot of that. I've seen people who claim to have the answer to all of life's questions, and yet, yeah, just scream at people in traffic and, and at church and a number of things. Um, and and I think you know people like Dan and some people I, I go to church with, get to work with, lead a class with. I, I think there are people who do hold to an exclusive worldview, but they hold it in the right way. Right? Mm -hmm. They're not like vitriolic. They're not angry. 
Um, and so I think there is a way to do that. I just think the problem is, especially when people think of what Christians are like, or the most outspoken Christians on the media are not that at all, right? You have the Franklin Grahams of the world who are just angry and want everybody to know about it. Right. <laughs> well, I think, but again, at the end of the day, and, I, and I, I joke about this all the time, but I genuinely do believe that the internet is here to save us. <laughs> Once we figure out how to use it, <laughs> right, right now, over, yeah, right. what's that? Well, it's going to. So just accept that part of it. Okay. But I still believe that it is here to save us because I believe ultimately, and the reason why I say that jokingly, that the internet is here to save us, is that the, the more the, the more connected we all become, the more we finally realize what the whole point is. Yeah. Right now, we're just abusing this privilege that we've been given, right. and instead of connecting with yeah. each other. We are dividing each other. We are we are basically drawing our line in the sand and saying, "Well, yeah, I'm out here, but you apparently we're yelling at each other, right? Yeah. Instead of like trying to find common, our supreme leader being one of the best examples of that, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying <laughs> to promise myself right to not. That's something that we, you know, and we're not going to be able to unpack this all today. But that's something you and I've had a lot of conversations about how you equate, and a lot of times I totally see that politics with. Christianity. Well, because politics did it. Right. I mean, there, there, there's... When Christians there, did it. Christians came out absolutely. and said, yeah. we affiliate, like, our hope is in this political system, right? Right. Or this person. Which they shouldn't have done because right. the way I look at it, this is the way I look at it. So what you're saying is that if you, which I don't like to identify as a Democrat or Republican, I've always kind of found politics a little bit gross. You're personally. a Republican, aren't you? Let's say, yeah. Um, but I, I always felt it was a little bit gross that... Um, that people had to had to kind of stand for one thing or the other, which because again, right. I don't. That to me, that doesn't make any that sense. That's nuance, right? Yeah, I think everything in it, in there. In I think the truth for everything lies in the middle. It doesn't all lie on one side or all lie on the other side. So, um, a lot of people would say that the Republican Party or the Christians uh, uh, hijacked one side. But what does that say about someone who wants to be a Democrat or has a Democratic belief about something? Um, are they are they not as uh, as uh, it's, are they not as good? Like we live in a world right now mm-hmm. where we define everything as I'm I, every day I can try to out American you or I can out Christian yeah. you <laughs> I, yeah, or yeah. I can out Catholic you or yeah. I can out uh, atheist you. Like sure. we're all trying to be the best. Like who determines that? Like I went to a I was in Arizona and I went to a. A baseball game, and we all know the hot topic about the national anthem. Yeah, yeah. And I'm looking around at all these. I hate to say it because I'm I'm a white dude, middle aged white are? guy. Huh. These all these old white guys trying to out Americanize each other Seriously? to see yeah. who could sing louder of the national right. anthem. I, and I'm like, I'm turning, I'm looking at these guys, going, I get it, you love America, right? But just because you love it that way doesn't mean the person in front of you because they're not singing as loud Absolutely. as you doesn't right. love it as much as just you. Just because somebody Can kneels we, during the anthem yes. does not mean they don't Can, love America. My, my right. point is, right. we gotta stop trying to say no, no. I'm wearing also American flag underwear, or I also wear a I Love Jesus t-shirt on top of another I Love Jesus undershirt. It's like, this is not a competition. Like, America is very competitive with everything they do, and I think that's where it's That's because we're the best, Brian. Yeah. But but part of that's, I think, where a lot of the damage is being done. (laughs) Yeah. It's not a competition. And even if it was, what's the standard of success there, right? Like, yeah, right. you you have more American gear. So what? George Washington's going to come down from heaven and give you a high five? Right. Like, there's no and then there's it, no good outcome. It there. plays into the external again. So you're you're wearing whatever, whether it's a Jesus T-shirt or American flag or whatever. But then your behavior or whatever you're doing as as a Christian, you have to be very you have to be very uh, aware of what you're doing and how you're living your life. If you're going to make those professions, and if you're going to, you know, you can do all the externals in the world, but that's not the heart. Again, we talked about, you know, curse words or whatever. Everybody knows what the intention is, and it, you got to watch the heart. You got to police your intentions because the externals don't count. It, it doesn't really matter as much, right? Yeah, and so I grew up in Mexico City, which is a, a huge hub of Roman Catholicism. Yeah, and I definitely saw that. Like we would go to the biggest Roman Catholic religious site in Latin America is in Mexico City. Um, and so to go to those places and see people who are going through the motions of religion, kind of with a hopeless look, and then to yeah. turn and you go in evangelical churches, and, and that, that same kind of element can be there. So I think yeah. in every worldview, there are people who are doing the motions of it without maybe understanding yeah. the hard intention, right? Yeah, the, the, the and reality I reality behind it. And my changeover from atheist to agnostic was that I kind of got to a point where I believe religion in general, no matter which one you subscribe to, is a good thing. Like under, I understand why it exists. And I think it, I think when used properly, it does wonderful things. I think the problem is 
we're at a, we're at a, we're at a, cru a crucial what I believe a crucial point in and this is my opinion just a crucial point in life of like what are we gonna what are we gonna do with this this power that we have mm. are we gonna use it to destroy or are we gonna use it to make the world a better place and I think that that that's where I'm I I feel like that there there's a there's a cancer that needs to be cured within that to really determine what this is all about and that's what would just you that's say just my is take. the solution to that cancer like if you could identify something that would give a glimmer of hope or move people forward from your vantage point. Well, first off, people need to understand it's 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 not it's not us versus them. It's uh, you 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 live your life uh, according to a certain amount of values. I I I'm a firm believer in that if you start with I'm just going to be a good person today, the rest kind of trickles down from there. Because at the end of the day, like we we walk outside, should we be afraid of a black man? Should we be afraid of uh, of the of the guy cutting a lawn across the street and somehow or another get upset about that because he's Mexican? Like, I just I look at this world or or the fact that did somebody feel the need to tell me a story yesterday about when their wallet got stolen in in Paris that they couldn't believe it that a, that a Muslim man just gave them their phone to help them? Mm -hmm. Like, when we stop having to tell the story that way, like can, you're not going to believe this, but this Muslim guy didn't even think twice. It's like why did it have to be because the Muslim guy? Like the, right, until right. we get over that kind of stuff, until we stop looking at each person and trying to you know judge them based on what we what we have this what we think is is good versus bad, we're we're always going to be in trouble. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I didn't answer that question, but I guess my point is I don't really have the solution. But I can tell you, yelling at each other is not going to solve anything. Right, and, and sometimes it is much easier to see what the solution isn't. Right, especially when what we've been doing for hundreds of thousands of years has not gotten us anywhere. Well, and we've. I've, and I, I will. I will say this too. And I got to call a spade a spade. And I've joked about this with you guys until um, specifically Christianity owns up to some of the bad crap that they've done and the hypocrisies of it, uh -huh. how can you win more people over when you continue to spew hypocrisies? And I'm talking about everything is a case-by-case -case basis. But, I mean, it's not going to come to anybody's surprise in this room, but I don't like Donald Trump because I don't like the way he talks. Uh -huh. And I don't think he is, I don't think he stands for everybody. And if you're, you live in the Christian world and you see some of the things that he does, it's, it's shameful, and, and he's not bringing people together. And if the uh -huh. goal is to bring people together and seek happiness and, uh -huh. and, and joy, we get one chance at this, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. Whatever this vessel is that we're in, uh -huh. we get one shot. And if every day you don't wake up going, how can I maximize that wonderful opportunity that life has uh -huh. given us for everyone, not uh -huh. just a select group of people, uh -huh. you're not doing your job in life. Yeah. And it's not, that is not easy, by the way, and, I, and I'm just as hypocritical, just so no, you know. No, it's not easy. Yeah. I just tell you, I don't like Donald Trump because I don't like the way he talks. Sure. And I think, I think sure. that I would never want that guy in a room with my kid because he's a horrible yeah. role model. So I'm yeah. sorry, but that's Absolutely. just, and sure. I know some people are like, who cares? He's got policies. And when I'm, I'm like, I'm sorry, but he's the president of the United States. He's the yeah. leader of the free world. I, I don't want my kid anyway. Yeah. I don't want my kid to watch that guy because the way he talks. And I want to say, and hopefully we have more chances to talk about this in the future, that there has always been a number of evangelicals that have spoken out. The problem is they're just not the loudest evangelicals, and they also probably don't represent the largest swath of Republican evangelicalism in the country. But there are a ton of us who think that Donald Trump is a really terrible, horrible person and that want nothing to do with him from an evangelical standpoint. Unfortunately, he's formed this evangelical advisory council that like give him the veneer of Christianity. But yeah. you look at his tweets, you look at his personal life, you look at the way he manages his finances, you look at the way he, he treats his family, especially the way he treats his wife. There, there's nothing even remotely resembling any number of religions, particularly Christianity. When yeah. it comes to and I think if you take it even... And by the way, I'm also not a fan of Bill Clinton. So yeah. just so... Just so like, no, I'm serious. Like, so, that if, so if you just think if it's I'm, I'm a straight Republican no, I got or, it. or, no, yeah, or Trump basher, I got it. it's like, no, I, I think that... How do you feel about Lincoln? Don't know enough. Okay, good. No, I would I'll say have to watch a, more Spielberg. I would, get say, back to <laughs> I would say from a global perspective too is it gets into you said so many things that right we're not going to have time to unpack right now, but over the course of this, hopefully we'll have more conversations in terms of looking at one person or looking at one political party or anything for for hope and for a future. I mean, I think that's from the Christian standpoint too is where because when I looked to just politics, it could be it becomes such a frustrating thing for me because. Nothing is ever going to be, you know, that's based on something that men do, and it's always going to fall short. And for me, the peace comes, and you and I have talked about this in regards to our kids a lot of times. I look at, I could follow my kids around with a little thing to just, you know, here, you need this, and, and, and follow them to the world because I'm afraid of what could happen. But what gives me great sense of peace is knowing that 
God has them, and I don't know if that's going to if their things are going to work out perfectly. But to know eternally, I mean, again, my hope transcends a man or a political party or anything like that. And I think that's one of the things too. As Christians, we have to look at because we can blur those lines sometimes, Absolutely. regardless yeah. of how you feel about a, a politician or about the party. Ultimately, we can't be seeking our hope from the Christian perspective in a man or a woman or a, or a political system. Right, yeah, so for the yeah. Christian, hope isn't in Donald Trump, it's Correct. in Jesus Christ. Correct. Right? Well, Correct. That's a much better hope than whatever Donald right. Trump could give right. us. Right. Let me just give kudos to the two of you for, yeah. for one specific reason, and this just is in our little insulated world here, our little bubble, sure. if you will. <laughs> the reason why I'm in this room is because you guys are not imposing your will on me. That's why I'm yeah. here. Well, not yet. Not until you leave. That's when that happens. Well, then that doesn't work. You know, I'm not in the room. You We've can't got really a spanking machine I mean. of elders going out to the front door. <laughs> right. But I, but right. I, but I yeah. will always tell you that that that's kind of the thing here. Is yeah. like you know when people are like, no, no, I'm not letting you out of this room until you subscribe yeah. to what I'm right. selling. Right. Like that. That's not how the world works. Right. right. Like reality. That's not how the world works. Right. And, yeah. and it's like, and even from a Christian view, that's not how salvation works. That like right. we get you to say yes to something. Right. And <laughs> ABC, now magically Brian, it works. Always be closing. That's, always that's, be closing. Some, but you know what though? And uh, you're joking. Yeah. But there's yeah. there that there's. Yeah. There, there's groups of people that go door to door and they, they, they just, they are relentless. And it's like, they have been made fun of for 30, 40 years for the relentless behavior of like, got to do this, got to do this, got to do this. And it's just yeah. like, oh my God, no pun intended, leave me yeah. alone. Right. It's yeah. getting yeah. annoying. Yeah. Right. You're annoying. Yeah. And once, once you become annoying, the message is gone. It's lost. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good word. I like that. That's, that's a good one to go out on. I just heard the, I heard the sound of the, uh, of the bottle opening there, so I think that's probably uh, I think that's it for today. Do you want to do you want to uh, talk about something that we're excited about or we're thinking about for the week, or do you want do you have anything you want to wrap up with here, Jared? No, I was just thinking at some point next time in the future, don't talk as much. <laughs> Not that please talk. No, please, please talk. talk. I have nothing to say, so thanks for talking. Yeah, me too. Uh, I would love to know how you define agnosticism and then just how that shapes the way you think about life, because I think different people have different definitions of it. So I'd love to hear you articulate. Yeah, this is kind of. This is like the core tenets of what I believe about the world, and that's maybe how that shapes my parenting and things like that. I just, and again, yeah. I've read books about it, Brian. I'd much rather just hear <laughs> you talk about it. It'd but along right? with those lines, something else we'd love to do is like people that you and I know from the comedy world, from from performing and stuff. We'd like to have those people on, and I can think of several right now, and and would love to continue this conversation not only with you because I think you're a good modifying force. I don't want people to feel like they're coming in here and it's me and Jared ganging up on people. And yeah, I think it's, absolutely. you know what I mean? Like, I think it'll be good for us to explore those things together. And again, we're not compromising, you know, our feelings on something, but you know, we're, we're able to maybe explore these a little bit and, and maybe we'll have some. Yeah. Some and I asked that question cause I, I, I'm not leading anywhere. I just want to hear you, hear you describe that. Cause I think, I think one of the things I want to do in this podcast is just hear from people who have a different experience and think about how they view the world. Like when I, I get to travel for my job. When I go somewhere, I want to know what it's like. Like, how did Jordanians live in Jordan? Or how do people in Greece live, Athenians live in Athens? I want mm -hmm. to step into their world as best I can. And I think there's just a chance maybe to do a modicum of that. So, what are you trying to get culture? What's your problem? Trying to get a little bit. I'm from the Midwest myself, so I need some culture. <laughs> so right. I'll tell you what I'm thinking about. This what do you think about total, this week? Total downer here. We have uh, a week from today, we have court for our foster daughter and get to find out uh, kind of what, yeah. what the future is there. So that just kind of shapes everything that we're thinking about. Yeah. And it's just weird to think like this might be the last week that we have her right. or we might have her forever. And just you've had that dynamic. you've had that happen before. You've been down this road before. Yeah. We've been down this road uh, three other times. Yeah. Um, so we'll kind of see what happens. Yeah. So yeah. somebody it's think of tough. something. It's bravo for doing that. I have a, another friend that, that has gone through that process. And, and it's just, I mean... Yeah. Foster families. I don't. I don't think people acknowledge that enough. And not that you need to be acknowledging yourself, but I think Dan, Dan would agree. No, I'm sorry. No, Dan would agree with me. One hundred percent. That is not an easy role to take on because of literally the heart wrenching things that sometimes you have to go through, which is that you start developing a relationship with this child that you've been fostering, yeah. and for a myriad of, of reasons, right. that may come to an end very quickly, um, yeah. or or eventually, but. Yeah, and this is the best of both worlds because she's got a family member who loves her and just this wonder, wonderful individual that if she goes with her, we, we're totally supportive True. of that. Just the, the but reality. still, but still, in it doesn't make it it doesn't make it easier from the human standpoint. But like, which is has, why people don't get into doing it. That's what I'm right. saying. It's yeah, a, yeah, it's a tough gig. Right. It is. But, but there's 34,000 kids in care in, in LA County. Just in you know LA I mean? County. And as I've watched you and Janelle walk through this, that's one of the things that's been inspiring for me. Because again, we talk about the externals and stuff, but I look at how you guys and people who do what you do, especially Christian families. I know it's not just about hey, I want a kid and I want this and I'm going to do this, but it's about finding finding ways to minister to 
those families right. too. So yeah. there's reconciliation no matter what, and to draw them to knowledge of something greater than just, hey, I want this kid, and if, if God's will is for her to go with this family yeah. member, which is, it's easy to say that, but it, like Brian said, for me, I, it would be it would be heart-wrenching in a, a lot of ways. So I mean, When we go to Costco, we get the big bag of chips. That's kind of how we grieve <laughs> yeah, when we reunify good. with kids. Oh, so anyway, good. Yeah. carbs. Well, we'll yeah, carbs. you know what? I'll be praying for you for that, because I totally, Thanks, uh, yeah, I, I get that. And idea. Dan and I are not man enough to, to do what you do. As no. Pretty clear at this point. No, Neither one absolutely not. Sorry, this turned into like me getting compliments on no, you. No, but, but no, you no, tell me no, about what's going no, on your week. No, it, 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 the reason why I think the compliment is important, and I don't think Dan would disagree with this, is because I hope it inspires other people to do it. I feel, I, I'm, I can't take that leave. I'm, I'm just being yeah. honest. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that you yeah. do it, I hope you've inspired other, because you said there's 34,000 kids yeah. out there, like if they're in this system and they need more people like you and your wife, Doing it, I hope that this inspires yeah. more people to do it. Is what I'm yeah. saying, like that. So the, the compliment comes with the hope of like it. Well, it, it, it tacks on more people getting involved. It's a good example so. of walking. everybody needs a little love, man. Everybody. Right. Yeah, it's a good example of walking what what our faith dictates, and not that we do it perfectly. We don't, right. but and not Absolutely. everybody can do yeah. what you do, but it is inspiring because God talks about who do you care for? You care for the widows and the orphans, right? right? And that's that's a way to for put your faith into action. Yeah. And I think that's something you know you and I are going through the book of James right now with our small group, and that's all about James as somebody who's all about putting your faith into action and not yeah. just saying, hey, and you're not being hu- hypocrite, right? right. You, you're point. hungry, but yeah. just go and be warm and filled. And it's like, uh, wait a minute, but how about giving me something to eat or something? So anyway, uh, how about you? Anything uh, you're thinking about this week? You got your movie premiere? Did it already premiere? Yeah, let's let's be real self-indulgent after fostering children. I'm going to talk about them. Are you allowed naked. to say the name? I don't know what like licensing things there are. Just plug it. No, no, I am, but it's like, it's Why silly not? that you're talking about fostering. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I got, I got my movie coming grand out. Plan. It's all part of our grand plan. The audience will see how just completely empty <laughs> you are, Brian. This heathen. This heathen, all he cares about is... Uh, you, how are the boys? Are they uh, getting ready to finish up school? Uh, yeah, school's almost uh, done, ready for the summer. We're getting okay. ready to go back to uh, um, to watch my movie, Someone You Know. There we go. In theaters. In theaters. Uh, no, it, yeah, it's called Someone You Know. It's it's a film. It's going to actually be uh, screening at uh, uh, the formerly the Grauman's Chinese Theater, which Excellent. is a historic theater on Hollywood Boulevard yeah. on June 12th. I'm really excited about that. That's awesome. Genuinely. Yeah. Enough about awesome. that. But seriously... Yeah. Um, Respects to the kids, we're going back to visit my parents in the lake house. Every, every year, I take my kids right. back to Wisconsin, three miles Good. deep in the woods. Good, make awesome. sure they get that full like experience yeah. Yeah, of like that midwestern, yeah, yeah. like, like no cell a, service out there kind of no thing. No cell service. Well, no, now it's almost cell service everywhere okay. and the interwebs. There's, as long as there's Wi Fi, <laughs> there's Wi Fi in every tree now. So <laughs> you got that. Going you got to have that. You got that. Al Gore, he's just doing it. Got the Wi Fi. Let's run it in a lockbox. Internet and yeah, but no, the kids are the kids are growing up. They're great. They're they're good kids. Like I said, we just teach be good. Just start by being good. I may have made my kids a little bit too immature and innocent right now. <laughs> Sometimes I watch other kids. I remember we were driving down the street the other day, and one of my oldest son's friends was like miles from his house. <laughs> and these they're only 12. And I know that back in the 70s and 80s when Dan and I grew up, like 60s. no one cared. <laughs> Right, everyone was feral. right. Exactly, but miles <laughs> from his house, miles from his house, being pushed by an, pushing another kid in a shopping cart <laughs> down the street, and I and and we're all just driving past, like looking at that, and they're like, "What is he? Is he? What are they doing?" And yeah. I'm like. In my head, I'm like, well, he's having fun, yeah. And uh, we're Go gonna keep, we're gonna, we're gonna keep you, yeah. We're gonna keep you in the, we're gonna keep you in the car with your helmet on. So, um, <laughs> your helmet, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, put these elbow pads on. <laughs> so anyway, thanks for asking. Yes. Uh, well, my son, my oldest kid, Danny, is uh, graduating high school this week. All so right. this is gonna be a milestone. My, my wife and I are trying to figure out how we're going to deal with uh, with him being gone and the change in family dynamic. And then just, again, you and I have had these conversations a million times, Brian, but when your kids go out in the world, like, hey, gosh, I hope, uh, I hope, it, all, I hope it all goes goes well because we're not going to be there all the time. So it's weird. It's a weird transition. So I'm going to Just get him a mustache that. comb and say, son. Here you go. That's all you need. Because Lord knows now, it's son. worked yep. for me. It's working for me. Uh, all right. Uh, that's that's, that's Christian East for this week. Uh, we got to get some more in before Brian goes to uh, Wisconsin. Yeah, we do. Blessings.